So we should have hit record 15 minutes ago when we started this conversation. Yes, but this is not what we planned in any way, shape, or form, but it's a good no. conversation. So, so we started talking about – question. The question. What's first. going on with the writer's strike? What's going on with the writer's strike, which leads us to should we have to pay for our media or should we steal it? Oh, okay. You know, I, and, and then how all the Hollywood stuff – works with that. So, so I will I will I'm going to I am not a stranger to obtaining media by dubious means. Let me just yes. let's start I, there. I, I, we have both grown up in the tech industry and we knew that if you wanted to find something there were ways to find it and there have been for years. The other the other good question is how should you fairly compensate your employees? It's another really important question we oh like, so talking about fair? the writer's guild yeah, yeah. to tie in yeah. with the writer's strike how how can you fairly compensate your employees because from what i understand and what we were talking about like part of the writer's strike thing is they're not getting paid the way they used to they don't get as much money through residuals they're not getting paid through streaming the same way if i understand what i read about it i am not in that industry so uh but my understanding is Part of the reason they're striking is they're not getting paid how they used to. Streaming services, they're not getting paid for things that play there the way they do for like residuals that get paid on TV, the writers. And like the, the, the streaming services are cutting way back and they don't want to pay out as much. So they're not a writer on a TV show isn't making anywhere near as much money now as they used to. Um, so they're seeking higher minimum pay, more writers per show and shorter exclusive contracts, among other demands. All conditions, it says, have been diminished in the content boom driven by streaming. There's too yeah. much work. Oh, there's too much work and not enough pay. Yeah, they're having to write more. There's fewer of them per episode. Because I've noticed that. The number of writers per episode is a lot lower than it used to be. Um, um and it's like they're cramming in more work and they're not getting the same compensation out of it. So that minimum upfront payment, they want to be higher. Um, but interesting. You know, I know there's ways to get content without having to pay for it. I'm firmly aware of it. I remember the LimeWire days. I remember Napster. I remember all those programs, the, tor the torrents, Bear share. file sharing, yeah, Kazaa, all those, yep. all those dens of computer viruses that used to spread around. You know. You know, um, I, I just want to say, well, before we move on, I have been exploring that since high school. I've been, I mean, I've been torrenting things since I was a, a small child. I never got a virus. I caught several of them in virus filters over the years. And some oh, of them okay. were much worse than others, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, you never really knew what you were getting until you opened it and hit play either. That right? was always true. Um, yeah, I came across some strange stuff in my, in my days. And I want to I say something. So I, I've, told, I've told you this before, Bill, but I haven't. My, I grew up in a household where we – torrented vhs tape so my parents yes you were, were taught rent. this by your parents i was taught this by my parents who who still think that it's 
Like they don't, they're, they're very disappointed that I would torrent. And I was like, I'm doing what you taught me. But so your they parents would... bought a double VHS recorder, no, 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 they didn't, didn't they? They bought two separate VHS oh, That's machines. what it was. And the like special order adapter thing. scrambler thing because yeah. they had something where if you hooked your VCR into another one and you put like a store bought tape in there, it would come across all garbage. scramble. So, yeah, yeah. I actually don't. Your dad spent a lot of money to to be able to I, go down to the corner video store, yeah, rent a movie and own it. And then and then we would record, record things off TV. We did that too. In fact, we actually knew how to program our VCR, you know, uh, before DVRs well, no, existed. He would. We would actually sit there. So I, I, we both. You'd grew edit up out the commercialization. They would sit there live and pause the recording while the while Next Generation was in commercial yeah. break, and we'd unpause it as quick. I mean, someone would be sitting there with their finger on the pause button, waiting for it to come back on. Um, I remember but that's that how we had we had the entire. Next Generation on VHS tape, so, which was amazing. I had well, – my parents got HBO really early when that was, like, mm-hmm. the thing. And a lot of the sword and sorcery stuff I grew up on, like Conan the Barbarian, which has a lot of not PG stuff in it besides the violence. There's a lot of nudity and stuff. My dad, because he knew I loved that kind of stuff, would sit there and record the movie and hit pause when it got to those scenes and then record again when I was, like, eight years old. So I had – TV safe PG versions or PG 13 versions of those kind of movies. So yeah, I grew that up wouldn't have been on th- broadcast only would television. Ca- or they, they, they played the broadcast version of it and um, right. you know, they'd either record there or they'd record on HBO and hit pause. And yeah, which is just funny. Uh, it is. People don't understand the magic that was the VCR. No, it's not HD quality and all that, but you could do stuff that there's no real modern equivalent to. When you think about it, you can still There's, record off TV. You can, but it's all digitally done through DVRs. You can't pause play. If you record something, it records all the commercials. There, there are ways. It's all digital, but I, I, there are ways to do it where you can route a TV signal through your computer. I have a box for it. Like, here's a way yeah, to but do it. it. You can't it's how just, streamers do stuff. But you just you don't you can't go down to the electronic store and buy a thing and slap something in and just do it it's, without knowing it's what you're doing. It's not as simple as it used to be. Absolutely, yeah, the, the VCR yeah. was just a magical device in what it did. And and yes, you're right. There's ways to do it, but there's no modern equivalent off the shelf solution to it. Um, the closest would be DVR. I, yeah. Well, I feel like. And they may not exist anymore, but I feel like at one point there was like a DVD recording thing. I think that it so. Would they're like really store expensive. Inter- they were. They were super unreasonable. But like I do remember there being a thing. And but the technology just blew by it getting cost effective. <clears throat> uh, I don't even think you could buy – a. I mean e- even if you had broadcast TV, if you, if you still use broadcast TV – you know, I don't even know if you could buy a VCR if you wanted to. I don't know if it would work because now broadcast. Well, maybe, maybe it would. Oh, I don't know. It's a digital signal. It's a digital yeah, signal I now. But you could always that. record off your digital cable signal. Yeah, you could. It probably would work. I'm, I'm, there's, anyway, they're not out there anymore, so it doesn't really matter. But what we're getting at, but the, so back to what we were talking about. So torrenting your things. So. Here, here's sort of been my so when I st- I'll sort of take you through my thought process on this from from high school to now. In high school, I had no money. 
Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't get you couldn't get these things so like i was super into like friends and buffy were the two big shows that i watched in high school and your parents didn't let you watch a lot of regular tv they did not i was not allowed to watch tv during the week but i could record things so i would tape shows and watch them later um but i would want to watch those things again this was still the very beginning of like being able to get full seasons on dvd and And, stuff and even those were unreasonably expensive at the time and and see that that was even kind of a new thing because you know this is where the five years age difference Mm -hmm. comes in huge the idea of getting a tv show in a format that i could play it again when it didn't come on as a rerun was Mm -hmm. not a vhs thing that really, I mean, there were some where you could buy the whole season of VHS, but that wasn't a big industry. It was mostly movies, right? Yeah, well, and I think the difference... DVDs for, were the release of that. Yes, and I think the reason that I was so interested in getting TV shows is because I did grow up in a house where I could rewatch the TV shows that I wanted to. I mean, we had... We, we had, my dad had, we had all of Next Generation, he had a couple other uh-huh. things, but like, there had been a couple of days on PBS where they did, um, they would used to do marathons, where it'd be like, all day today is Doctor Who, or oh, all yeah, day my, today Oh yeah, my grandma is... would always record those, usually during the telethons and stuff, yeah. Right, and so there was one that, they had a couple where it was, all day today is just Red Dwarf. And so my dad taped them. So we had one VHS tape that was just episode after episode, just out of order. I just, just this yeah. random smattering of stuff. But so I did grow up where I could rewatch the TV shows that I wanted to over and over. And so the moment that I was an op- a way for me to do that, I just immediately was like, oh, I'm always going to do this. And so my progression na- to now is that, one, if it's something I can't get, like if it's just, uh, you know, um, I'll give you an example. If right. It's too hard to find right in, now. In a reasonable way. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So right now, because we were talking a few weeks ago about from the earth to the moon mm-hmm. and all that space stuff and how th- those DVD sets that have been out of print are s- selling used for five, six, seven. I've even seen them go for a grand um, for that. And if you haven't watched from the earth to the moon, it is one of the best docudramas ever done, right? Tom Hanks at his peak with Spielberg and Ron Howard, you know, all around that Apollo 13 stuff. It was just a couple of years after that. Uh, but it's now it's now streaming on HBO Max. And the minute I saw that, it was like, play. Drop everything else I'm watching. I don't care about anything else. I'm going to watch this. But in watching it, my son, oldest son, Rick, who was fascinated by space stuff when he was younger, was like, oh, what's this? He's like, oh, I want to know about the Apollo 13 thing. And I went and looked. And right now, you know, May 3rd, 2023, Apollo 13 is not streaming anywhere. It's not mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So I was like, well, shoot. I just went to the iTunes store because I have an Apple TV. Went to the iTunes store. And, oh, lo, lo and behold, there it is for 14 bucks. Oh, wait, it's in a bundle. For 24 bucks. it was like it – and a documentary about Apollo 11 I've never seen that came out in 2019. And yes. then like a drama about Neil Armstrong that looked really good that I've never seen. Oh, for, the one with like Ryan Gosling? Bucks. Yes. Yeah. And I haven't seen any of those, but it. they're all bundled for 24 bucks. I'm like, yeah. there's three movies for 24 bucks. Bye. Then Rick, go watch it. There it is. Yeah. 
I now, mean, I'm sure I, I showed have, it to you at some point. I uh-huh. could have just gone and gotten all those. And so the debate yeah. is, do you pay for it? And now, so let's, let's walk it down. So you paid for it. Now, there's an immediate ease of use that you get in doing it that way. I hit the yes. button. It's there. It's done. It doesn't require any further effort from you. If yes. I want to do the same thing, I have to figure out what the three movies are. I have to take the names of those movies. I have to go to a site. I have to look it up. I have to see if I can find it. I have to see if it's available, if I can see if there's anybody the uploading it right it. now. Sometimes it can take days to get something that you want to watch because it takes yeah. that long to download. You know, like and and you need to be paying for a VPN if you're doing that. Like there's there's all sorts of there's things all kinds of stuff to you've do. got to do to protect yourself. And um, so, and but I think the other piece to this is you put your money towards that thing that shows those companies that you're interested in that thing. And so there are. And to be fair, the Apollo 13 one. To me, was worth the money just for it. The other two were just really nice for a small mm-hmm. bit. But 15 bucks for Apollo 13? Yeah, because I know I'm going to watch that movie mm-hmm. until the tape wears out, to use the right. old phrase. And for those who don't know what that means, we would literally watch VHS tapes until they would snap or wear out or wouldn't play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's a question for you. Have you ever repaired a VHS tape? Scotch tape. Scotch tape before. Yes. Yes, I yes. have. Yes, I have. It's, it's an art to get those th- that tape to fold underneath so that it runs through the thing correctly when it goes by. Have you ever bought the repair kit for a VCR because the head got so bad it wouldn't play tapes anymore? We did that once because it was uh, toward I, the end and it was getting hard to find new VCRs. So my my dad bought... Like, thinking back on it now, I sort of realized that my dad bought, like, high-end electronic shit. <laughs> like, he bought... Well, he did, too, but I'm talking about, like, toward the end, where you couldn't find well, a VCR anymore. No, we had already you know? moved on. Because my parents point. still had so many VHS... My dad still has over 100 VC, uh, VHS tapes and no way to play them. Uh, oh. You know, and it's well, all... I... It, a lot of it is old, old cowboy stuff and old war movies and stuff that you can't find. Like, yeah. it's not on DVD, it's not streaming, so, it's not downloadable. There are services that will convert that digital for you. Yeah, it's something I haven't um, talked to him about. I have a, a closet full of Leslie's uh, Disney VHS tapes yeah. that just, like, she just is like, well, I don't want to get rid of them. I'm like, well, we can't even watch them. <laughs> what yeah, do you do with this now? They're a collectible. Well, so we we had what you Baymax. do is you buy my DVD set of all the Disney ones that I've got here, and you put all the VHS ones on one shelf and all the DVD ones on no, another one. That's okay. And be like, and I'm then a I crazy have them Disney all. Person. I have them all again on digital, and no, but we we went through all of it. We had Beta, we had VHS, we did, we tried Laserdisc. Um, you know, I we only went through saw the whole Laserdisc run. once as a child, uh, but one but of my dad's buddies had one. It was interesting to be able to see that sort of stuff. And then now, like, and so, I mean, like, and you can't get those things. And I think that's one of the reasons why, like, torrenting is a thing. So, like, yeah, I, I and I'll give, I'm going to give you an example that's not an issue now. I think they finally put out a full, complete set. But for the longest time, it was. And that was Tom and Jerry cartoons. My dad's a okay. huge Tom and Jerry fan. And when the Laserdiscs came out, they put out three volumes. Mm-hmm. And it was Every single Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry cartoon. It was all of them. It's just in order. One, two, three, four. And it, and wow. they did it for Looney Tunes as well. And so we had all, That's I think, crazy. four or five sets of those. And so it was 
every single one. And then when the Laserdisc died. And so then they started putting out DVD sets that were like. not the same. And so if you go and look this up on like the Looney Tunes wiki or the Tom and Jerry wiki, they have these things where like if you want a complete set, you've got to buy this one and this one and this one and this one and this one. And then you like can look and it's like episode one is on this disc and episode two is on this disc. And and they're all broken up. My dad bought one, which was like 200 Looney or 200 cartoons. And it wasn't all it was a mismatch of them. Yeah. But it was what he could get, and he wanted to watch the the Woody Woodpeckers and the, the yeah, uh, and the so that's Bugs Bunny that's and all one that of, stuff. That's one of those things where you're like, okay, well, if I want to watch this, the only way for me to get it is and and some stuff is know. intentionally not being released now. Look at mm-hmm. what Disney's done; they won't release Song of the South, which yeah, it's got a lot of racial stereotypes in it, but there's also a lot of music that's burned into people's minds, so. And and if you've got a copy of it, it's worth a fortune, you know. Um, and if you want to get a copy of it, good luck, you know. Um, but now all that these being new said, methods, I could find you a digital copy, probably like that. Yeah, I was gonna say and, and get it to, for me that way. But a lot of people, and, and, and you know, um, one of my favorite authors is uh, Jim Butcher, uh, who writes the Dresden Files, amongst other things. He's great if you haven't read his stuff has talked about it. He always thanks everybody. He's like, thank you for everybody who bought my book and bought my audio books because I know that you could get it the day it comes out and not yeah. pay me. And yeah. I, well, I tell and you I, what, I own every one of his books in either hardback or paperback, mm-hmm. and I've paid for every audio book that he has had released because, yeah. damn it, I want him to keep writing. I've, I have paid for every single one that has come out since I started reading them. Like I've yeah. paid for all of them since I started reading them. And again, it's the same thing. Like I, and, and I, I will tell you because I, I, there are books that I downloaded it and listened to it knowing that I it. couldn't pay for it that day. And was like, I will buy this in two weeks when I get paid. Like, and then I bought it just Absolutely. because I, I, I want to give that author my business. That is my, my objective. We want them to, we want them to keep producing a product that we want and that requires that we pay them. Which and comes reason, back to all of the writer strike yeah. stuff, right? If we want good content, the studios need to compensate the writers well because we don't want crappy writers. We want good right. writers. Otherwise, without good writers, you don't get a good TV show or a good movie or a good whatever. Yeah. And these people deserve to be compensated for their work. And we need to remember that part of the way that they, are, they get paid is that we pay. Yes, we can't get it for free, and then expect them to be compensated correctly. We're part yeah, of that I mean, process. It's like, all right, we're going to steal your service and then wonder why you go out of business, right? Um, <clears throat> it's it, it, and I'll give you a perfect, a modern example. Toys R Us. I grew up with Toys R Us. Toys R Us was Toys awesome Us. because for years and years and years, if one opened, they almost never moved places like. The Toys R Us is that open, stayed open and, the day they closed. And it was a place where a kid could be a kid. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but toward the end, they turned into a place where people could go and shop and then buy it on Amazon cheaper. Yes. And then people bitched that Toys R Us went out of business. You weren't paying them. Yeah. They can't well, afford and- to pay their employees, pay their electric bill, pay their lease pay for their products to be on the shelves, 
and you not give them money. Right. Well, and that's, there is a, I think when, when Amazon became a thing, when that sort of took off, I think we immediately jumped to, I want the thing that's cheaper. Absolutely. Cheap, it was cheaper on Amazon, which actually isn't always the case now anymore. Yeah, you gotta um, be careful where you shop. You gotta be real careful. Um, but I think that was sort of what happened is that we everyone got sucked in by the the prices and then we forgot that you know you pay a premium in the store because you're able to walk into a store and pick up the thing and go, mm, this is the I'm one I want. I want too. this, you know. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, REI, I won't pay them. You know, they're too expensive, so I won't buy their stuff. Uh, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shop, and and when I say they're too expensive. I'm talking about the places that are carrying the same thing down the street being 20 or 30% cheaper, right? So we're not even talking a retail thing at this point. No, at uh, least but REI I do is like co-op. Yeah, I know. I have other issues with REI, but that that's beyond, you know, beside the point. Um, but REI, I could go in and look at the product and then mm-hmm. say, is this something I want? Yes or no. And to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, another well-written show, Letter Kenny, that I'm happy oh, to pay for. Um, absolutely. Um, but, um, you know, I want to go in and look at the product before I buy it. But, you know, there's a premium to that, too. And those stores are going to go out of business if we don't pay for them. You know, yeah. I, I'm guilty of it, too. Um, yeah, it's it's an it's an interesting... Thing and and something we were talking about before is this is thinking about the the streaming model that we're looking at now. It's I'm wondering, everything. I'm wondering it one, it's breaking things, but two, I'm wondering if it isn't a self sufficient model. If we, if yeah. they we like, I think Netflix streaming was sustainable, but I think I don't think the market because it had no competition. Right. I you don't know. think it can sustain this level of saturation. And I don't think I don't think there's enough money in some of these to support the budget that it takes to either purchase the content or create the and, content. And even if there is, let's say there is enough money and they are making enough money. The way that I understand it, that the contracts are written for the Writers Guild, they're not getting paid the way they used to. Right. Because they used to get paid, like when a show would air on TV in syndication, uh-huh. they would get a little bit. And at the end of the month or at the end of the year or whatever it was, they'd get a check for anything they've ever worked on that aired that year somewhere in the world. Right. I'm pretty sure the way I understand it now, when I hit play on Star Trek, the next generation, those writers don't see a penny through a streaming service. Yeah. You and know. that's not that. I mean, and and that's and one when of those your entire that, economic like, model is set up. When I hit play, you get paid. Then how do you, you know, how do you make a living? And you, that's something that needs. That feels like something that needs to be communicated to the consumer. That like, too, yeah. I want to support the makers of this thing, not just the studio that developed it. Do I – oh, I need to watch this over here or on this platform or – okay, well, then I'll do that. And it's interesting because I'm even seeing it on things like YouTube now where content creators on YouTube 
are saying, all right, everyone, I don't make any money here anymore, even though you're getting hit with commercials. Right. Please either join the membership thing or go to a Patreon or donate money here because I don't make any money here anymore. Yeah. But somebody's making money because I get ads on everything on YouTube now. Yeah. I mean, that is a whole separate discussion of is it morally right for YouTube to demonetize a video for whatever reason that they've decided that it needs to be demonetized appropriate or not? I I don't really have. They've demonetized it. They but then still be, run an ad on it. But they can still run an ad and they can still make money, which means yeah. what they're doing is they they are incentivized to demonetize, demonetize. popular yeah. content. Yeah, and I have been seeing it a lot with the channels that I watch. And it doesn't even really – at first I thought it was just, oh, more conservative-leaning things like bushcraft or whatever, gun stuff. But I'm seeing it everywhere now. I'm hearing it from – all kinds of channels. Um, and uh, Crystal and Sagar was a great one. You know, mm-hmm. the, one of these alternative media things that are being done on the, the YouTube platform where they're yeah. like, look, we don't make any money here. Nothing. It's pennies. It's yeah. It's, because, and, so, because, because we talked and they're about saying something. this with like one of those golden YouTube signs behind them, you know, mm-hmm. as like one of the top tier creators. And they're like, yeah, we don't make anything. Uh, another one is I can remember, um, he doesn't talk about it a lot, but Dave Canterbury, who was from Dual Survival, who does mm-hmm. a bushcraft thing, uh, and one of his early videos was like, yeah, you know, a large part of my revenue is through the Google Ads stuff, through YouTube. And then a couple of years later, he's like, yeah, they've done something, and now I'm not making any money hardly at all off of it. So yeah. he shifted stuff other places. And And I wonder if that is a... If is that a money grab from Google? Is yes. it the ads aren't paying as much as they used to, and there's just not as much money to give out? Is it? I think they it has figured, something. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's about Google's bottom line and how can they I'm make sure. the most money. And let's think about it. YouTube. Think about all the content on YouTube that people have never gotten paid for. You do realize that you know I had a YouTube channel. It's not huge, and I had made money in AdSense. But I never hit that threshold to get the first check, which is only like a hundred bucks. It's got like seventy bucks sitting in there, and it's been there for like eight or nine years now, and it's still sitting in a bank account earning them interest. Yeah, but they'll never have to cut me the check. Yeah. Well, I was. Um, do you know who Casey Neistat is? No. He was a one of the early early vloggers he he okay. would wear black sunglasses that looked like they'd been painted white and then were like all the paint had been scratched off you might be Not familiar really. with, okay no. fine early bloggers he, all need to know. very early vlogger before there were ads the way there are ads now and i uh-huh. heard him on an interview sort of talking about like look if there had been middle of there were only beginning ads and ending ads in the beginning yeah. and there weren't middle ads if there were middle ads i would have made a hundred million dollars or you know, just something yeah. like, you know, it was just like they they didn't add it until after my popularity had waned. And so I sort yeah. of missed that opportunity. But like, you know, there was millions to be made there. Um, yeah. And Google got all that, essentially. I mean, there weren't ads being played, so they probably didn't get the money. But but if there's know. ads being played now, they're, they're yeah, there's money you know. being made. There's money. Well, being I, made. You got to think about that. Every time you see an ad. Somebody's getting paid for that because your eyes touched it. 
Yeah. And how much of that money actually goes to the person who generated the content? And the, yeah, and, and some of the ads it. that are getting shoved down my throat as we start the political season that have nothing to do with me, and I can't even say don't play this again because it's a political ad, so we don't have those features, right? Of don't show me this one again. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting so sick of Joe Biden begging for you, for me to donate money right now. It's just <laughs> like I'm not going to give money to the old robot octanagerian who is running for president who should be in a nursing home. Uh, and I don't care if you're a Democrat, left-leaner, or a conservative. The man's not well. The man is old, and what's happening is elder abuse. That's what's happening. <laughs> you know, everyone in the White House right now should be charged with elder abuse, and they should go to jail. Probably for other reasons, too, but, you know. Um, that being said, you know, somebody's making money off of that, and mm-hmm. I know it's not like a pro-gun guy giving me news about what's happening in the gun world yeah. when that ad runs, especially when they say, and I'll, all my things have been demonetized, which is why yeah. I have a sponsor now, and they give me a little sponsor thing in their in their video, and then almost apologize for having to have sponsors, but they've got it. Yeah. You know, how are they going to generate their content? Well, you know, I mean, if, I... if it's a business model, if it's not just yeah. a hobby, like what you and I are doing right now is a hobby. We're not getting paid for this. It's great to get paid for this, but we're not getting paid for this. Um, anyway, it's just like the model is so busted right now from the old traditional method. We're in the we're in the middle of the shift from it is whatever like the, the last... industrial revolution. Yeah, right? I mean it's as disruptive as tech, you know the assembly line. Well, I I it will be interesting to see. Where, because you know, right now it's the writers. The writers are fighting for for what they want, which is yeah. totally. But we're right on the edge of AI starting to write stuff. Oh, like, God, at yes. what point is the movie industry going to the? So let's say, you know, the movie they industry, just cut the writers out completely. They just cut the writer out, or you have a script generated and then you have someone go in and punch it up. That's yeah. way cheaper. Hey, I need you to punch this script up for I me. I need you to do a rewrite. Yeah. Do a rewrite for me on this. The yeah. majority of it's been done. Just go clean it up. You know, yeah, Kevin I Smith mean, does that. Yeah, you know, there's lots of guys. A lot of these like really famous writers go in and like punch up a script. Well, I mean, how um, many times have we heard, you know, the movie we were excited about is in development. Oh, but now it's going through a new rewrite. They they fired yeah. the writers and now well, it's Well, it's one of those things where you'll never see the name, but the re- Toy Story, the final yeah. script Joss Whedon punched that script up. Yeah, but he didn't get but, the credit for it. But no one knows that. It wasn't – it was just like he came in and was like, no, 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 it's this joke. No, no, it's this. Like it's just yeah. little – but I'm sure it's like – It's like almost laughs. like a, an edit and a copy edit almost. Yeah. You know? Um, but, but yeah, a lot of that happens. What's that going to What's that gonna look like when well, you, it's also you like don't the way the, the Directors Guild is? I know um, Clint Eastwood was famous for this for several of his movies. The directing credit was not the person who directed the film you saw because like a month into like I think it was the outlaw Josie Wales a month into the production of the outlaw Josie Wales he fired the director but he couldn't both act in and direct the film at the time or there was some kind of weirdness so they kept the other director's name up even though Eastwood directed the entire film and he did that for a couple of his films before he was able to both direct and star in and write or whatever. Uh, I know there's some weird stuff with like 
two directors. For a while, you multiple, couldn't have two, the, but know, that that has changed now some because there's some like brothers who have made movies and directed them and done that kind the of Coen stuff. Brothers, yeah. But you know, at one point, like one of them would have had to have gotten like an executive producer credit and then a director credit for the other. You know. Yeah. Um, and we see so many stars now making money by getting so many job roles on a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'll give you an example. Like one of my favorite shows that's been on forever is NCIS, right? Um, oh God, I'm blanking on the, the uh, Mark Hardin. Oh. Uh, 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 um, the guy who plays Gibbs. I'm blanking on his name. Yeah. He's, he's, he's famous and I'm just blanking on his last mm-hmm. name, but uh, it's like Mark Harmon, I think is what it is. That's uh, it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he started just starring and then he starred and now he executive produced and every spinoff, he's been an executive producer, whether he's been on it or not, whether he's active or not, because he knows he's going to get some money out of it because he did a huge job building that brand. Right. Right. So he's going to get a cut. And the more things you can get your name on, the more checks you get paid per episode. At least that's my understanding. If I'm wrong, fair well, enough. I, mean, I don't work in that industry. You- yeah, you get paid for different things for sure. I mean, that's why you see, you know, I, what I like is that I've started seeing actors showing up in the producer credits. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was talking about. Which, yeah, to see that. Uh, have you? You need to. We'll we'll end on this here before, and we'll we'll, we'll stop because we sort of got lost the thread on this. If you haven't watched it yet, though, you need to watch Ghosted on Apple TV Plus <laughs> with Anna De Armas and Chris Evans. I haven't seen it yet. It's I want really to. good because she's like he he meets her. They go on an amazing date and then like she yes, just disappears. I'm, I'm familiar with the premise. Yeah. And so it's it looks the reverse, amazing. It's the reverse. And it, it is. And there are so many cameos oh, God. because Ryan Reynolds shows up <laughs> and Bucky shows up and the Falcon oh, shows awesome. up. I mean, like they're just, you know, they're, and awesome. they're all throwaway little quick things where you're like, hey, look, oh, he's gone. Well, <laughs> like, and- you know, on that, if you haven't watched it, you know, pay for HBO or get the free trial and watch From the Earth to the Moon. You want to talk about yes. cameos and like it's the not even number cameos. of they're not even cameos. They may be cameos in an episode, but the number of actors where you're going to go, I know that person. I yeah. recognize that. Oh my God! Just the sheer star quality of it. Well, I is mean, to be fair, amazing. it's Spielberg and Hanks produced, so everybody wanted to wanted to be in it. Absolutely, and, and it's very clear they hired the best actors because just about every single every single A player is is famous. Almost every single B B, B player in there is somebody that you've seen in two a episodes lot of, of stuff. Of, Two episodes of of Law and Order and a couple other yeah. things. Yeah, I mean they've been everywhere. I well, mean, isn't isn't one of the B astronauts the guy from Breaking Bad? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, he's he's, he's not even a B astronaut. He does uh, Buzz Aldrin. Yes, he's Buzz yeah, Aldrin. He's Thank Buzz you. Aldrin. But still, you know, and and powerful roles and really well done. But you're right. In like three or four of the episodes, he's just in like background shots. He's just the background. Yeah, you know. So if we're gonna, so that's definitely amazing. If you then you also need to watch both for all mankinds. One is a documentary series from yes. the '90s, I think. No, it's a movie. Really, it's a standalone movie. Is it just, I just a started movie? Watching. Okay. Yeah, it's like an hour and twenty minutes, and it's all the original footage just kind of cut together. It's it's really powerful and really amazing. 
And then you also, I know you and I both seen it, which is For All Mankind on Apple TV Plus, which all I'm going to say is the premise, which you figure out in the first five minutes, is the Russians land on the moon first. And And what happens? That point forward, it's it's how the space program, it's, it's an alternate space program where nobody slows down. And it's just full speed ahead from America and Russia and the rest of the world and the third, yeah. it's the first season was in the sixties. No, it was 60s the sixties because it was the sixties and seventies. Yeah, sixties and early seventies. And then um, the second season was the eighties, so and the third season. The first was season the 90s. is the Apollo program. Let's just right. say that the first season is the Apollo program. If we landed second, and then it jumps season forward like ten years to the for 80s. season two, and then it jumps forward like ten years mm-hmm. for season three. Three and. And they're just amazing. And the stuff that you see there, some of the phrasing that they use, it's just, I'm not going to spoil it. But the mm-hmm. production quality on that is amazing. It's theater quality production. Yeah. And they even reproduced Houston in the 80s. I grew up there. It looks just like Houston in the it's, 80s. It's my right. Watched some, yeah. My parents watched some of the first one, first season, and they grew up in Houston in the 60s. And they're like, this is Houston in the 60s. So it's 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 just amazing. Um, go watch your so stuff. Check, yeah, pay check for, it out. Pay for go. it. Pay, pay for it. it don't pay for it. But watch realize it. that when you don't pay with your wallet, when you don't vote with your wallet, you don't get you don't get season four of For All Mankind if you don't pay to watch seasons one, two, and three. And, and I think the other important thing to take away from this is I didn't understand why the writers were striking. And that this is much more complex than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next time.